We'll do it in Haskell first. Why not? Because we're a Haskell podcast, aren't we? <laughs> uh, sure. Secretly. So the blood cake is uh, is a cream cake. All right, back back to Russ. So the whole point of this... Um. No, no, no. You can't tell men. It was a mallard duck. The ones that don't have the shiny green heads are the moms. My, I didn't have my glasses on, so it was a blopped. Are we going back to Rust? All righty. Let's get back to uh, to Rust. Oh, they know that I would never do anything to uh, to stress out or offend some waterfowl. Was to get back to why Rust is so amazing. Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 142, recorded on June 18th, 2023. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host Bryce, we record live on the road from Slovenia during our Slovenia 2023 road trip. In this episode, we review Bled Lake, Bled Cake, and solve one problem in Haskell, Rust, and C++, and talk about why Rust is so awesome. We are back, and we are finally in Slovenia. Listen, folks, Bryce is not bringing the adequate amount of enthusiasm to the Slovenia 2023 road trip. Depending on how the podcast got edited, this might be in the middle of a podcast where Bryce got lost because a cycling race messed up our directions. So, so, so Wait, bring it back here. Bring it back here. Or this might be the start of... Episode two or episode three, we don't know, but guess what, folks? The last two episodes or one and a half episodes were live from Austria. Now we are in Slovenia. It's beautiful. Guess what? We're the number eight. Last time we checked, technology podcast in Slovenia. We're here. We made promises and we delivered. We just got finished at Bled Lake. We had some Bled cake. Apparently, we're taking a right hand turn. I'm pretty sure we're taking a. I don't think we're taking a right hand turn. It says we're going left in five nope you 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 have made a tactical mistake don't listen to that because that's gonna take you oh. yeah uh i can't tell how bad the mistake is that you just made but it we just went from an eta of one hour to holy one holy shit i added 23 minutes hang on uh, <laughs> dude uh get off here uh Dude, you're so fired. Um, it was set. Did it not say go left five? Yeah, yeah, it, no, no. I I agree. It was unclear. Um, uh, Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it just wants us to go back. That was, so it's only added six minutes. Uh, sure. Yeah, as opposed to thirty. Anyways, folks. Wait, how do we get out of here, though? I don't know. You're figuring that out. It's a truck stop. It can't be that hard. So apparently, it's very hard to find a grocery store on Sundays in in Austria. And also, they they told us in Austria that we had to get this little sticker thing to go into Slovenia, and that they told us every gas station will have a little sticker. Well, Connor, did every gas station have a little sticker? No, but we only went to one gas station. So. <laughs> no, we went to two gas stations. They both told me no sticker. Is that true? Yes, they, they both told me no stick. We went to the shell, and what was the other one? The other one earlier. Oh, the turmoil. Yeah, the turmoil. Yeah, yeah they, they, right. they did Get not... Get it? Turmoil. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> we but, love you, Austria. Oh, man, we 
the 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 drive, the part of the drive where we cross from from Austria to Slovenia, you're you're driving in between, like in this this pass between these two mountains, and man, that was some of the most gorgeous uh, driving that I've ever been a part of. It was quite beautiful. I mean, I've also done Yosemite. I've also done Switzerland. Yeah, it, but it's up there. It was. It definitely felt like we were in a Mazda commercial. There were 270 degree angle turns. It, it you know it it was I think more intensive than Yosemite, and that's like I think prior to this the 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 sort of wildest drive I've ever done. You know, and yeah, <laughs> we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I gotta wonder, like, what's it like to be the guy who designed, or the guy or girl? The entity, an entity who designs roads. What's it like to be a road engineer? Like, like you, 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 you come to this mountain pass and you're looking at it and like, what, what like expertise were you taught where you're like, you know what, right here we're going to do like a 270 degree turn and then another 270 degree turn and then another one. And then like, we're going to do like this weird thing here. Like... <laughs> How do you like let's look at the mountain and be like, yeah, that's that's what we should do. That's exactly how this should work. It was a little. Uh, uh, you wanted to? Nope, nope. You have made a, a mistake again. Oh, you're man. Do not give me the mic, <laughs> dude. You, Bryce, telling me I made a mistake almost got me to drive straight into oncoming traffic. This guy, he's like, don't worry, I won't make you drive the whole thing. There is no way we're letting you get behind the wheel, man. Uh, I'm definitely... You, all, you were like, going the wrong way. No. Okay, okay. all right, all right. maybe. You go straight into oncoming traffic. Maybe you're correct. Jeez Louise. Ramona yells at me about this, I too. tell you. All right, so, um, so we drove through this mountain pass, and it was beautiful. And then we got to the, uh, the lovely town, city of Bled. And uh, what did we do in Bled? We dove, well, I dove multiple times into the water. We swam, a couple little baby ducklings, a couple ducks. It was actually just a mom duck. We don't know what happened to dad. It looked like it was a solo maybe, mom duck. Maybe it was dad and, and no mom. No, no, no. You can't tell men. It was a mallard duck. The ones that don't have the shiny green heads are the moms. My, I didn't have my glasses on, so it was a blob to me. How do you not... You Man, you do not need glasses to be able to tell a female duck from a male duck. And uh, that was definitely mom with her two baby ducklings. And uh, Bryce got a little bit too close a couple times, was uh, upsetting the baby ducks and mom duck. Uh, excuse me. I was... I was... Uh, keeping a respectful distance. It was Connor who wanted to go over to them in the first place and was bothering those ducks. I was not bothering any ducks. We love the ducks. <laughs> Look, my 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 my, uh, my followers know that I love waterfowl. They know that I would never do anything to uh, to stress out or offend some waterfowl. I know how to say ja lubia kaczka, which means I like ducks in Polish. We're not in Poland. But I don't know how to speak Slovenian, so that'll have to do. <laughs> uh, our our Slovenian, Slovenian listeners, I, uh, I apologize for Connor. Look at this nice little river here. Oh, man, look at this, these mountains. Woo! I, I got to say, look, my, our Austrian listeners, we love you de- beautiful. We love you dearly. You have a beautiful country. We had a great time in Vienna. However. However. <laughs> We're in Slovenia, baby, and it's way better. <laughs> it's true that once we got through the pass, once we came out of the tunnel, the, the border is in a tunnel, and once we came out of that tunnel into the Slovenia side, it was a lot better. 
Let's do a uh, let's do a uh, live review of the bled after we swam with the ducks in the beautiful electric blue bled lake. Highly recommend. We then went and had. We almost forgot we were supposed to have the blood cake and we're looking for gelato and ice cream. And then I was like, wait a second, I saw some guy eating what looked like blood cake. And I was like, we forgot. We went and had it. What's your review, Bryce? Well, so the blood cake is a, is a cream cake. Um, the base is sort of like a light, fluffy, um, some sort of custard something. It's definitely got egg in it, I'll tell you that. Um, and then uh, layered on, on, there's a layer on top of it of, um, I, I think it's probably whipped cream. Um, and then on top of it is uh, like a flaky, uh, a layer of like flaky uh, pastry crust. crust. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like um, pie crust. Uh, it, I don't know if it was like pie crust. It's more like the it's, it's a lot flakier than pie crust. All right, I think. I don't and know. then a little bit of powdered sugar on top. So first of all, let, let, let's let's break this review down into a few pieces. So first, let's talk structurally. Um, so the the bottom two layers, they're a little jigger, jiggly and don't really have shape. And then on the top, you got this like pie crust layer that you kind of got to cut through. And that was a little a little challenging. Wow, look at the those mountains there. Wow, damn. Wow, we'll, we'll we'll take we'll take pictures for you, dear listener. What Bryce is trying to say is that dessert lacked structural integrity. Uh, yeah, but um, in terms of taste, um, uh, it was not a heavy dessert. I'll say that um, it was a little sweet. I didn't find it too sweet, but you know, I'm not a good judge of that. Um, bottom layer was uh, it was. It was good. It, it, it wasn't maybe my favorite flavoring, um, but you know, it was it was light and and sort of refreshing. So I, I would maybe give it a, a six or a seven out of ten. What do you Why think? Are we doing this out of ten? It's out of five. Three point five or uh, three out of five. I would give it a three point seven, three point eight, maybe. All right, you heard it here from Bryce. Three point seven. Or 3.8 out of 5. Connor's review, 5 out of 5. Yeah, you might be thinking, why is this a 5 out of 5? Well, that's because upon looking at this bled cake, this cream cake, if you will, I thought to myself one thing and one thing only. There's no way in hell I'm going to like this. Because <laughs> I don't I don't typically like, uh, you know, I hate custards. You I mean, know, you discarded a whole donut earlier. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I got. I had to get my Austrian donut because we were only in Austria for like 24 hours, and so I bought one. It looked like a sugar donut. Turned out it was a vanilla donut, which is like a sugar donut, but it had. It was not. It was a. It was a yeah. donut with a hole in it. Yet somehow they put cream inside the donut, I was, and I don't like cream in my donuts. I was just about to say. Now you listener might be thinking, what is Connor talking about? You know, he, he clearly. You know if a donut's got filling inside because yeah, if it has if no it, hole in it, no hole. But this donut, it looked like a regular donut. It, it had a hole. I, I was surprised to learn that there was cream in it. Yeah. But anyways, back to the blood cake. Yeah. So uh, back to the blood cake. So anyways, I don't like I don't like multiple textures, especially jellies inside of things. I hate custards. If you are in a country like America or Canada, 
and you know what Costco is, you know that they have these Costco cakes, and I'm sure this is in other countries in the world, and instead of having like icing on the outside and icing in the middle, it's icing on the outside and custard in the middle. I hate custard in the middle of my cakes, and so I took one look at this bled cake, and it looked like custard on the bottom, some kind of whipped cream in the middle, and then this flaky thing, and I thought to myself, the only thing I'm gonna like about this is the flaky thing, and it turns out it was fantastic. The custardy thing, didn't taste like custard at all, at least the, not the cheap stuff that you get in the Costco cakes. It was light, it was lovely. The uh, whipping cream-like thing, also super light. Didn't really taste like much. It was, so like it's five out of five because I liked it, folks. Not because it is as good as anything I've ever tasted. I was just, I, it was delightful. Bryce finished his in about a fifth of the time that it took me to finish mine. But overall, five out of five, would recommend even if you're thinking, ah, you know, this doesn't look like it's for me, surprise yourself, folks. You gotta always be willing to try things. Put yourself outside of your comfort zone. That's what I'm all about here on ADSP, the podcast. I'm all about taking this podcast on the road and putting myself outside my comfort zone. Boom. All right, what are we talking about now? Are we going back to Rust? All righty, let's get back to, uh, to Rust. All right, so we were... Mike... <laughs> I have all the the power now. Uh, Yeah, but you're just providing a bad audio experience for our listeners if you don't put the mic when the person's talking. So, Russ, we were talking about Rust earlier. We were doing a live version of uh, Mastermind. Should we we resume that? No, I do not. I I think that we do not need to torture the listeners with me failing to, to crack a code. But uh, depending on how this gets edit, edited, uh, I kind of messed up because initially I actually described the problem as using the digits oh, one. Look what? at that. Wow. Damn. Damn. Like the Rockies, folks. These are some beautiful mountains, and, uh, and I think we're heading up into them. Uh, we should. I, think we, I do not think we're driving up there. <laughs> that around them. We should say, by the way, our entire itinerary for this trip uh, was was gifted to us uh, by our good friend Gaspar, who uh, is from Slovenia, and uh, we asked him for some recommendations. And you know, if if he'd sent back, you know, oh, go to maybe check out this restaurant or do this or that, you know, we would have. That would have been enough. I would have. You know, we would have checked it out. Maybe we would have done some of the things, but but that's not what he provided us. No, he gave us a detailed plan, itinerary, for, itinerary for what we should do. And you know, when 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 somebody gives me that, my gut is just to be like, you know what, we're just gonna go with that. And so that's what we're going with. And thus far, it is not disappointed. Not Has disappointed it? at all. It's been yeah. fantastic, Gasper. We love you. Thank you. We love Slovenia. We love the Slovenians. And for those of you that don't know, Gasper. He's a member of the uh, C++ committee, and so C++ developer. Uh, does he work at Citadel with... He does work at Citadel, uh, yeah. I wasn't going to say because uh, Barry works at Jump. But anyways, Gaspar Asman. We'll put his Twitter in the show notes. If you want to go give him a follow on Twitter, show him some love for the love that he's shown us by giving us a little itinerary to tour through his country 
It's been great so far. Yeah. And uh, back to Rust. So enough about us. C++. So we don't need to resume that Mastermind game. This might be the same episode. Might be a what, different episode. What a reprieve for me. Yeah. That I don't have to embarrass myself. If you've been waiting for like a week or two, though, to know if you guessed the code correctly, the code was the first Ramanujan number, 1729, which technically violates the initial rules that I set because Mastermind has eight colors. And I said, we'll use the numbers one to eight. And nine is not in that range. And then at one point you asked, is zero a valid digit? And I said yes, and I realized we were now playing ten-color Mastermind, (laughs) not eight-color. It's all right, though. The point is, you got the gist of how that game works. And, ooh, look, some motorcycles passing us. I got to say, lovely country, lovely people thus far, minus all the people on the motorcycles. As a former actuary... Uh, I just want to let all the folks know you should not drive motorcycles if you are concerned about mortality risk. That is, for those that are not informed of the actuarial terms, the risk of dying, which <laughs> typically uh, typically most people are not, uh, they're pr- pretty not interested in dying. And if you are interested, uh, you are 80 times, that's 8-0, multiplicatively, we're not talking 80%, we're talking, that's like 800, no, 8,000, 8,000%. AKA 80 times more likely to die on a motorcycle than you are inside a vehicle. Also very likely to die inside a vehicle. But uh, my point is, is uh, not very safe. I understand why people are doing it though, because it's very beautiful to zip through these mountains, the views. Um, anyways, back to back to Rust and back to, so 1729, the first Ramanujan number. We love it, even though we violated the problems, but you should get the gist of when Bryce would guess and he got exact matches, the right number in the right place or the right color in the right place, that is a function that was shown in a talk called Point Free or Die, which I borrowed and then basically replicated and solved in both uh, Haskell and I believe BQN or maybe it was APL in my composition intuition talk. So you can think about this function. You're given two strings. Uh, In the classic example, it's like, letters that represent the colors so like blue blue green green would be b b g g that would be the code and then your guess might be blue yellow green red so b y g r so you got two strings b b g g and b y g r and you need to return a single integer value given these two sequences these two strings that returns the number of characters that match exactly in this string. So you're not you're not worried about the ones that aren't exact matches. This is just a function that returns you the number of red pins that you would have done. So in Haskell, we'll do it in Haskell first. Why not? Because we're a Haskell podcast, aren't we? <laughs> uh, sure. Secretly. Haskell. Give, give me the mic back. Give me the mic back. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if we should. I'm not sure if we should subject our users to Haskell. So Haskell, this is a... Well, actually... How about you? What would you do to solve this? We'll do it in C++ first, and then we'll do it in Haskell. How would you do this? So it's a function that takes two strings. They're length four, but you could arbitrarily solve this for any length strings or, you know, sequences or ranges. And you want to check how many are equal and return that number back. So for BBGG and BYGR, you're going to turn back two because the first B matches and the first G matches, nothing else matches. Um, But this is just checking whether they match, but not necessarily whether they they match in place. I know. It's making sure that they... Uh, match exactly in the right positions. Hang on, I think we just made a tactical mistake. Oh yes, wasn't looking at the directions. We are now 
Four minutes slower, but it's all right. We're gonna do a little U-turn at the next uh, the next round. All right. So, so this function. Okay. So just go. This one. This one. Um, it's just checking whether these matches, not whether they're in the right place. Correct. So, an alternative example is uh, if you don't want to use characters because that's too confusing. If you have the sequence one, two, three, four, and four, 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 your answer is. You're supposed to guess what the answer is. I, I, the answer is one. Because you've only got one character, one number that matches the sequence. Okay, if you're given right. the sequence one, two, three, four, and two, two, four, four, your answer is sorry, one more time. Two, because all right, but but if it's like two, two, four, four, and four, 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 um, the answer oh, uh, is uh, two. Exactly. Yeah. So you're basically just doing an element-wise comparison and yeah. counting how many of these. Oh, okay. That, so I guess that. I guess so. Well, but you've get, matches. You've get. You've given away. Uh, giving away what you want to do there which is I guess you just um, I, mean, could just, uh, I mean you could just do like a, uh, a play zip. along play along listener play along listener think about it in your head you well, you could solve it in Haskell solve it in C++ first let's first let's zip them and then um uh and then we'll do a a reduce with uh, no, I guess I'm gonna need like a transform reduce. Um, yeah, I guess it can just be like a binary transform reduce, right? This is the binary transform reduce where your um, where your transform just compares whether or not they're equal and returns one if they are and zero otherwise and then re your reduction operator just sums that is absolutely correct Bryce except for the fact that in C++ we have huh? two words one starts with an I and one starts with a C implicit conversions and therefore I mean, you can, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, you you can just use a comparison as your first function. Like, it doesn't need to be a doesn't need to be a like a custom written function. It can just be equals, equals and reduce. Exactly. Yeah. Not equals though. Equals is an algorithm. Stood equal to is your sure, binary equal operation. Equal to yes. But ooh, a little waterfall here. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. But that is, it's beautiful. You can solve this in a single line. Transform reduce. Your first binary operation that's going to do the zipping is equal to std colon colon equal to. Your second binary binary operation is std colon colon plus, and you're done. That's it. So it's a transform reduce or an inner product in C++. In Haskell, you don't have a single algorithm for this. So you're going to do a zip with, which is the equivalent of our zip transform in C++23 with the range adapters. And you're going to provide it the equal equal. Um, in order to do an equality comparison, and that's going to turn, return you back trues and falses. You can then either uh, map uh, from enum, just don't want to hit these bikers here, you can map from enum, which will turn your booleans into integers, because Haskell does not have implicit conversions. Let's also not hit the car. Yeah, that's good. Oh, there's another waterfall. Wow. Beautiful. And, uh, and then you just do a sum after that. So, why did we go through all this, you know, solving it in Haskell, solving it in uh, C++, it's because three hours ago, or whenever the last time we were recording back in Austria, I, we were talking about Rust and why it's so awesome and how the 
tool chain and the ecosystem and the experience. Wow, look at this lake. It's, yeah, so it's a pretty nice lake, yeah. <laughs> this entire this entire series of podcasts is just gonna be yeah, talk, 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 wow. Talk, 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 wow. <laughs> but so in Rust, so I I tweeted something, um What's this person doing? Uh, they're parking to go uh, take a little walk, okay, go yeah. take a little gander. Yeah, we don't have time for that. We are not late, but we're not we're not not late. <laughs> All right, back back to Russ. So the whole point of this one hour, including the blood cake reviews, the blood reviews, the restaurant reviews, was to get back to why Rust is so amazing. So someone posted on Twitter when I think I, I, I screenshotted a uh, slide from my composition intuition talk and I said this might be one of my favorite slides and it showed a couple different solutions the one in uh, Haskell Q maybe C++ and then like BQN or APL and someone commented uh oh like you know wait until you know or like or rip rust or something like that like you know rust doesn't have a good solution for this and I was like, oh, let me go, let me go pound out the solution to this in Rust. And I knew immediately, though, I was like, ah, this is with strings, though. And I do not know Rust well enough. I have not mastered the string types. They have, like... They have a lot of them. They have, yeah, they've got, like, the library string, then they've got the language string slice, and and there's a bunch of other string stuff. And I just, I can never know, I never know which one you're supposed to use. But I, I coded up my function in the Rust playground, and... And then what happened? Then basically, uh, I, I did it with string slices, which is the ampersand str, and I did that and immediately started trying to call iterate or like iter functions, the ones that implement the iterator trait. And that was—is this, this a two-lane road? Uh, yeah. Okay, just making sure. Um, and basically, uh, you can't do that. So I was trying to do it with a zip, a map, and like a sum. And immediately, you can't call zip on a string slice. But what does... Take a guess at what... You're not going to know, so I'll just tell you. But, I mean, the Rust listeners will know what the compiler tells you. The compiler says, unfortunately, you can't call... Uh, you know, the string slice doesn't implement the uh, iterator trait. Uh, call dot cars. It tells you exactly what you need to do. There's no, like, hey, this might be what you want. It just knows if you're trying to call this function that implement, that requires the iterator trait and you're working with a string slice, it just goes ahead and tells you, hey, you need to go call dot .cars before you can call Wait. .zip, and you're good to go then. Okay, yeah. So, like... The why, point, why don't they just make, like, calling .zip on, on it work? Hey, though? that's not the point. The point... No, 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 <laughs> I want an answer to my question, I'm Connor. I'm not a expert. I don't, have, I don't have the answer. My point here, though, is that, like, you know, when you're starting with C++ and you do something with, you know, something you're not super familiar with, you're just going to get a mess. Whereas in Rust, you do the wrong thing, and if they think they know what you're supposed to do, they just tell you, and it's... Fu- it's fan- I almost swore. almost swore. Kids, don't swear. Um... This is not a family-friendly podcast. Yeah, there's a few times you swore, and I had to mark it explicit. So I think our podcast is now marked as explicit. Uh, anyways, well, point you, is, whoa, 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 episode one, you said we said that this was not a family-friendly podcast. You true, said that we could that, swear. I think I bleeped out your. I used to put like duck sounds whenever you would swear for a long time, and then I got just tired at one point. Um, anyways, so right now, uh, as, as yeah, I think at like episode like 120 or something. Um, oh, damn. damn. 
Now, do they do that? Do they do that uh, automatically, or like they just detect it, or? No. So you mark your own episode as explicit, but I think once you mark one episode as explicit, the podcast in general gets marked as explicit. Well, now people can't watch, listen to the podcast with their kids. I mean, yeah. I, actually, I would actually be interested. You know, we joke about it, but if there is anybody who listens to the podcast with their children in the car or something, let us know. We can uh, we can censor ourselves. But yeah, point is, Rust is awesome. The folks that spend time making the beginner experience fantastic, you're doing great work. I would go and open up the GitHub repo and, you know, leave a smiley face, but uh, we're on a very windy road on the side of a very windy road. And uh, we're doing our best not to get in a car accident. Very windy, narrow road. Yep. Oh, I mean, you're a little, okay. All right. (laughs) When there's a car next to me, we're going to drive a little bit off. You know, at least we're not on the outer edge. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Look right. at this guy. He's like, you know, he's in my lane. You know, I gotta. I'm either gonna. Dude, there, 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 are not lanes on this road. There's a, there's a faded dotted line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Anyways, that wraps our uh, first episode of being in Slovenia. I mean, did we just wrap? Or? Damn. I don't actually know. Look at that it. mountain. Wow. And look at those mountains. Yeah. Is that snow? Yeah. Wow. Well, I uh, I wish you all could see this, but this is a podcast, so not the best format for... <laughs> Slovenia, 2023 road trip. Yep. Be sure to check the show notes either in your podcast app or at adsppodcast.com for links to anything we mentioned in today's episode, as well as a link to a GitHub discussion where you can leave comments, thoughts, and questions. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and have a great day. <laughs> Low quality, high quantity. That is the tagline of our podcast. It's not the tagline. Our tagline is chaos with sprinkles of information.